Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, welcome into another episode of the Low Limit Cash Game Podcast. Who's ready to talk about poker? I mentioned this in the last episode. Man, I finally got out to play some uh, live poker this past weekend. It was great. at a great session. Played 1-2 for uh, maybe an hour before I finally got moved to the 1-3 table. And I played the 1-3 table for probably two to two and a half hours before I got a seat at the 2-5 table. Won at all three stakes. Um, won the most at the 2-5. I Really, at the 2-5 table, it was a bad game, but I just ran well and got good cards. And... Um, if that hadn't have been happening, I would have I would have got back on the list for the one three game, which is which was a way better game. But I was just running good, man. I was getting all the cards, and so you know when you're in a situation like that, how good or bad the game is doesn't really matter. You just you're winning money, so why move? Um. Nevertheless, I want to plan. I guess about seven hours, maybe about a seven hour session. It's tough to play sessions when you're wearing the masks and all that stuff, and um, I'm a person that's really concerned about uh, COVID-19. I have some uh, comorbidities and health issues, and I just really don't want to catch it. It was a big decision for me to even go. I'm just going to be honest with you. Just making the decision to go was a big decision. But uh, everybody was wearing masks. They were checking temperatures. I felt, I felt as protected as you can feel inside an enclosed room with a bunch of other people. Uh, nevertheless... I guess I'm four, four or five days out now, and I have had a sore throat, and I have to have some sniffles, so I'm going to be waiting. Uh, you know, I, I won't be going back this weekend. I'm going to probably wait a full 10 days and see what develops from this just to make sure, because uh, I don't want to, in case this is it, I don't want to expose anybody else to it, But uh, so we'll see. Uh, I'm going to talk about the biggest leak. I saw it a ton this weekend, but I see it every time I play low-limit cash games. And this this applies at the one two level, the one three level, the two five level. I don't play a ton of five ten, um, but it happens at five ten as well. But you just you see less opportunity for it at five ten because there's not a lot of super multi way pots. There's way less multi way pots at five ten. Um, and to that extent, the two five is also you see less multi way pots than one three. But there's still plenty of multi way pots at two five. But this defense from the big blind with um, suited hands and connectors and suited connectors when the pot is very much multi-way. So let's say uh, under the gun plus one raises, um, you get another call, you get a call on the button, the small blind decides to complete, and here you are sitting in the big blind getting a billion to one pot odds with um with five six suited and you're like well i can't fold here i'm getting uh insane pot odds the call here which is mathematically correct but i would contend that this is a wrong play 
I just don't think this is a I don't think this is a winning play. So mathematically, yes. If you if you get to see all five cards every time um, that you call with these pot odds, you're probably gonna break even slash make money, probably. The problem is the playability of this hand from this position is just it's just crap. It's total crap. I mean Sure, you have um, equity if you get to see uh, all three streets. But how do you manipulate um, getting to see all three streets? There's several examples I could give, but uh, one of them is where you have a... a, a uh, let's say you have a three straight and... Um, a three straight and a backdoor flush. Okay. I mean, it's a pretty good hand to play when the pot has huge potential. There's tons of implied odds or whatever. But let's say you're in this position, right? Under the gun plus one raised. You get a caller, you know, from the cutoff, whatever. The button calls. Small blind completes and you can com complete. Okay. So you're facing four opponents and you're second to act. You have three people that act behind you, and you have this five six suited. And let's say it comes. Let's say you have the ignorant end of the straight, right? So it comes seven eight something, seven eight king. And there's one one of your suits. So you have three to a flush, three to a straight. So you have backdoor straight, backdoor flush. Now that's a great hand to peel off a turn with except for the fact that you're out of position and how do you manipulate this hand in a way that gives you the best chance of realizing your equity it's very difficult it's just very difficult to do when you're second to act and you have three people acting behind you one of them that's shown strength now the upside is with a king hitting you know there's a chance uh, that somebody's got a big hand ace king queen king aces kings you know maybe you got to under the gun one plus razor depending on who the player is and all these kinds of things that player is potentially strong um you would expect less to see ace kings aces kings things like that from the other players who just called but what you could be seeing from them is uh sixes and sevens so set of sixes set set of sevens so again uh maybe some bing off bingo payoff potential there uh, you know, provided they don't fill up and you were to manage to navigate your way to a river and hit your straight or hit your flush. The problem is, is you have zero ability to manipulate what happens between the flop, turn, and river. Whereas if you were in position, if, you know, let's say you were on the button you have a ton of options when it's when the flop is checked. You have several options to manipulate what happens with turn and river. If it's bet to you, you have several options as to how to manipulate what happens to see the turn in the river. But when you're on the button, you just have zero options. You're always out of turn. Your basic play is check call unless you hit the bingo card. Unless you do one check call on the flop and you get absolute bingo on the turn. 
and what would absolute bingo be? It would be a straightening card of your suit so that you now have um uh well not a straightening card. Uh let's see what would be a good example. Uh ace maybe? Ace of ace of your suit. Ace of your suit would probably be best because at that point now you're almost 100% assured that somebody in the hand has big enough that they can pay you off. Um, or the other obvious card would be the fourth card to the straight of the same suit. So let's say it's uh, you have four five and there's a six out there. So you have a three straight and a three flush. And one of the cards is the same your suit. The other card is the same your suit. So you have a three straight and a three flush on the flop. The bingo card for you, the absolute best bingo card is not the ace hearts. The absolute best bingo card for you would actually be the four straight card of your suit so that you now are open-ended on the turn with a flush draw on the turn. So you have a big combo draw, which again, you're much better able to manipulate that from in position than from uh, in the big blind. What what? How do you best... Um, realize your actual equity and then factor in some fold equity as well to maximize the chance that you're profitable here. It's just very difficult to do from the big blind. Whereas if you were on the button or your last to act, whether that's button or cutoff, whatever, your last to act, um, you have several ways that you can manipulate what happens on the turn to maximize your realized equity or fold equity, either one. Because if you get a fold, then your equity is 100%. Um, if you want to realize your equity, uh, you know, you want to can you manipulate the pot odds or are you going to be getting straight up pot odds or, you know, what can happen? Now, I think obviously best case scenario, if you're in position, um, it's kind of going to depend on what range you have the person that's betting into you on. You know, let's say the, you know, let, let's say the king is still out there and you're, your four straight card comes four four to a straight comes on the turn and it's the same you know you're probably still facing an ace king aces king queen kind of hand if the person is betting it in that way again this is going to depend on the person but you find it lower stakes it's typically something like that or you're facing a set now if you're facing a set um, you know trying to raise and just shut it down and take 100% of the pot on the turn just isn't going to work. Maybe if they're super scared of the three straight and think that you hit it, hit an actual straight. Um, but there's just really, it's very unlikely since you're holding uh, two of them and it was only three to a straight on the flop that any card that's going to come on the turn, whether that be the upper end or the lower end that gives you a four to a straight, is going to scare them that much. So your fold equity uh, is probably pretty small. Again, it depends on the player. However, that's an option. Um, if you have some kind of read or some kind of tell or some kind of sense about the player that you're in the pot with and you know maybe they're betting queens, you can tell they're betting something like queens or jacks with this king on the board and you think a raise that you have equity but you also think there's a decent chance you get them to fold queens or jack with a raise on the turn, well, then you 100% realize uh, all the equity right then. And if they call, then you have outs, obviously. Um, again, going back to where if you're the first to act, 
you know, let's just suppose that the small blind, you know, doesn't make it past the flop. So now you're essentially first to act. And you're either heads up or it's three ways or whatever. You just don't have any of those tools to manipulate the action to best capitalize on fold equity and realized equity. It's just so much harder to get there. And uh, I see this happen over and over again um, where people call from the big blind multiple ways to a raise. So it's raise, call, 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 call. You know, it's four or five ways to the flop. They get the three straight and the three flush on the flop. And they're compelled to call to a turn out of position with not many options. And you really have to get the very perfect card to even think about staying in on the turn. Um, you really just need to fold out and move on, really. I mean, your options are so limited. And your chance of uh, realizing any long-term uh, equity from this particular situation um, is very... It's just very limited. Long-term EV, I should say. Equity is what's immediately available in the pot, and EV is your is your long-term expectation playing this hand in this set of situation, which, which is some terminology that people get confused. But uh, basically, basically, EV is what happens in this spot the rest of the year, and uh, equity is what I have in this hand right now. That's, that's basically the difference without taking it much further than that but is this going to be a plus ev situation you know every time you get yourself into it and i would submit to you that when you're in the big blind and you have to act early or first that you're it's never really going to be plus ev for you now you're going to win some hands sure you're occasionally going to win and it'll probably be a reasonably big hand because you're going to have to hit to win right most of the time but now from late position, it's just a completely different story. You have so many more tools at your disposal to navigate the hand that it it actually turns into, I think, uh, in most uh, instances, is a uh, you have a positive expectation not only in the hand, but you have it's a plus EV play uh, over the long term. This year, for 10 years, 20 years, however long you're playing poker. And so I see people just bleeding money in this position all the time because they're like, well, I was getting 5 to 1, man. How could I fold there? It's getting five to one. Well, <laughs> you can fold there because you're getting five to one in a situation where you a need the great flop and b you need the ability to navigate the hand well to realize your equity. And so while you do have absolute equity, is it ever equity that you're that you're going to realize? And I think this is where it's not just in this specific instance, but I think this you see a lot of instances in poker where people don't understand that your absolute equity uh, in many cases is completely different from the amount of equity that you can actually realize. That's why, um, you know, medium pocket pairs are so tough. Um, you know, somebody raises you with ace queen and you've got the pocket sevens or whatever. And I'm by no means saying that you should avoid a heads-up situation with ace-queen against sevens. You're a favorite. It's a coin flip, but you're a favorite, uh, depending on the suits or whatever, how much a favorite. But um, it's hard. The more people that are in that pot, if it's not just heads-up, if it's three ways, it's very hard to realize your equity, even though you may be ahead on the flop and the turn, and you still may be ahead on the river. By, by the time you make it to the river, unless you have... 
navigated to the hand in the way that you've gotten folds, it's very unlikely by the time you get to the river that you'll be able to withstand any kind of a bet unless you've hit your hand. It's just very hard. So, look, I'm don't get me wrong. I mean, that's it's, that's kind of an extreme example, but it holds true. It's something you need to always be thinking about. Am I in a position to realize the 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 actual true equity of seeing all five cards am i in a position where i have the highest chance of realizing that equity and there's just a lot of chances you don't this is why these small pairs are in in uh, nine-handed games or just folds a lot of the time um it depends on the game, though. If it's a very passive game, I'll raise pocket deuces sometimes under the gun or pocket threes or pocket fours. But I got to tell you, vast majority of the time, I'm just folding most of these pocket pairs under the gun um, all the way up to, uh, I don't know where I start. Sixes, it depends on the game. Again, it depends on the game and the players I'm playing against. But sure, if you raise under the gun with pocket five, let's just use fives. You raise under the gun with pocket fives, it folds around to the low jack who calls and then the button calls and then the big blind calls and you go four ways to a flop. What are the odds that you realize your equity four-handed when you're, when you're first to act? Um, the only way basically you're winning this pot is if it comes uh, a 2-3-4 flop or uh, a... Uh, three four six flop or you get a five on the flop maybe you get a yeah it's a gutter ace two three flop but i mean there's just very few flops that come that afford you the opportunity to realize the actual equity you have in the hand vice versa if you're last to act and you have fives you have even if it's not a ton more ways it's a few more ways checks around to you I mean, depending on the flop texture and the opponents, there's a chance you bet and take it down right there. Sometimes with the worst hand. You know, you got a guy in there with eight, nine suited. You got a guy that decided to get in there with deuces. And you got a guy that was in there with with, uh, ace, nine offsuit. And, you know, it comes 10. I don't remember what I said, but it, it comes cards that all of them missed. And, um, you know, the cards on the flop are bigger than your cards, but none of them have nothing. And you bet and you take it down. And they all had a ton of equity. All, you know, every other player really had a ton of equity against you. But you got to realize your equity because you got to see what they did and act last. And you just don't get that. You just don't get it under the gun. You don't get it from under the gun plus one that often with pocket fives or whatever. So... I realize that was not the point of this podcast. We're talking about your action on the the big blind. But just understand that this um, actual, your actual equity versus the amount of equity that you can realize in a hand is different. If you can't realize it, does it really exist? Or, you know, let's say you have 50% equity in a pot. Um, if you If you can't make it to the river, but half the time, did you really have 50% equity in the pot? Uh, no. <laughs> you had half of that, I guess. I actually have never thought about the math of that, but I guess you have 50%, but you only get, get to realize it half the time, then you know, after 50, whatever. That's a rough calculation. I just came with that off the top of my head, but you get the point. 
if you're only realizing 100% of your equity 50% of the time, then that's it's 25%, I guess. Um, nevertheless, um, when you're deciding to play hands, it can't just all, you just can't use that whole thing about, yeah, I was getting five to one. I can't tell you how many people have, have said to me, how do you, how did you fold there? You know, it's four ways to me and I'm in the big blind and I have, uh, let's say I have like nine, I don't know, nine, five of hearts. So it's suited. It's not very well connected, but there are some flops that could come. They would give me some playability. Obviously, if a 9-9 something comes or a deuce-deuce something comes, I'm good. Uh, two hearts with uh, with a 6-7 or a 7-8 or, you know, come. I'm in good shape. But barring those, you know, three different, three or four different kinds of flops that come, I'm in no man's land. And the, the odds of me realizing any equity that I may have with the 9-5 suited against uh you know four or five other players it's just very difficult um that's a little bit of it maybe an extreme example because uh even on the even on the button i don't you know you're still not gonna realize much equity there depends on the player pool though you know i've been in games where i'd play nine five suited on the button because i knew i was gonna play off like a like a, a jackpot slot machine uh deep stacked and it was well worth it so i mean again it just depends on the game but let's talk but let's talk about the flip side where when you should defend with your 5 6 suited or maybe the 9 5 suited or you know some marginally connected marginally suited you know what you know or decent hands the king 5 suited or whatever the queen queen 7 suited hands of that variety that you probably have some reasonable equity well, I mean, that's going to be where you're maybe maybe three players to the flop max. You can consider it, uh, um, you know, uh, low jack or, or high jack raises and, and button calls and, and uh, small blind folds and it's on you. Or uh, low jack or high jack raises and it folds around to you. Well, now your head's up. Your odds of realizing your equity go up exponentially in that type of situation. So it's the same hand you're actually getting less odds uh, mathematically, but um, your chances of realizing the equity that you do have is much greater. And your equity is higher, by the way. Just let me throw that in. I'm like, well, your actual raw equity is higher when you're just playing one person. When you're playing four or five people, you know, you have somebody with a real decent hand, they, you know, they may be entitled to 30% of the pot or whatever, the other four players are, are splitting up the other 60%. So they're, you know, they're somewhere in a range between 12 and eight, 15, 18%. You know, they're fighting for scraps and you have one, one hand that is a favorite, not a well favorite, but definitely a better off than the rest of you. You don't have that much equity to begin with. So it's, you're just doing math, really. You're just doing odds, you're doing pot odds, which doesn't matter if your um, chances of realizing um, the payoff on those odds is, is slim to none because you've got to make it to the river. I mean, you don't have to make it to the river. There may be a chance where you get to bet and fold some people, but how many times is that going to happen when you're first to act or second to act with two, three, four people behind you? Not very often. You're just in a cage. You're just boxed up, boxed up in a cage. Your hands are tied. There's very little you can do. Um, and so these are just situations to avoid. So I can't tell you how many times people are like, how did you fold there, man? You're in like seven to one. Yeah, I was getting seven to one on a hand that I'm just never realizing 
what little bit of equity I do have. So hopefully I've driven that point home. Hopefully it helps you in some kind of a way. Um, I decided to do this because I'm assuming if there's a lot of low-limit cash players here, it's it's very well possibly a leak that you have. Uh, see how much your, uh, 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 your uh, profits uh, go up um, by just folding out of these super marginal, super, super hard-to-navigate situations where you have quote-unquote pot odds. You know, I was getting five to one. I was getting seven to one. You know, seven to one is useless unless you're going all the way to the river, which is just very difficult to do. Hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of the podcast. Appreciate you listening. We are on Facebook. Don't post a lot on there, but Low Limit Cash Games is a Facebook page. You can uh, like that. That'd be awesome. Uh, that's a, the best way for you to send me messages. That's the only way I'm really interacting with people at this time. And I've interacted with several people, so I appreciate the messages. I always love talking poker. And I hope this maybe has helped somebody improve their poker game so you can uh, chip up even better next time. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Appreciate it so much. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.